Hello and welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. I'm your host, John Henry Weston, and today we're going to be joined by Cardinal Gerhard Ludwig Müller, who is, or was, until 2017, the head of the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, the congregation in Rome that deals with protecting the doctrine of the faith. He was appointed to that position in 2012 by Pope Benedict XVI and was removed after his five-year stint by Pope Francis with no other explanation. Uh, normally, when cardinals are removed from their positions, they're either given another post or something else to do. Cardinal Miller, in the uh, tradition that Pope Francis started with Cardinal Burke removing him from office with nothing else to do, uh, was also so removed with no real explanation whatsoever. And so we're going to be speaking with Cardinal Miller about Pope Francis. He's been regarded by the mainstream media as the number one enemy, if you will, of the Pope. And as he will tell us, that is nonsense. And so we normally start with an opening prayer, but we'll, as we did last week with Cardinal Ike, will allow His Eminence to lead us in that opening prayer. Stay tuned and may God bless you. Hello and welcome to the John Henry Weston Show. I'm your host, John Henry Weston, and we're very pleased to come to you today from the apartment of Cardinal Gerhard Müller, whom you all know as the former prefect for the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith. Welcome, Cardinal Müller. Thank you very much. Welcome it to is, you. It is great to be with you, mm -hmm. to be able to uh, ask you some questions. Uh, you've been involved in the heart of the church for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And now, in these very difficult times, you've taken on a special role, even though you're not the prefect any longer of the congregation, your, your voice is still very um, present in the church. Uh, you just released your uh, manifesto. And how, what do you sense is God's calling for you right now? Bishop is sent to the church to give testimony of the gospel, uh, of the doctrine, of the faith, doctrine of the faith is not a theory about our faith, but is a form in which the revelation is present uh, in uh, the world. Uh, and therefore, um, I have to continue uh, in all this, what is doing a bishop as an apostle, successor of the apostles. And I had been in this uh, role as a prefect uh, for the congregation of the faith. And I will continue uh, to be the conscience of the right and orthodox face of the Catholic Church. Beautiful. That's what we're talking about on today's <coughs> show. Uh, and we're going to start, as we always do, with a short prayer. His Eminence will lead us in the short prayer. As we are living in the Eastern time, and we can say, Regina Celi, Letara, Alleluia. Quiaque me ruisti portare, Alleluia. Resurrexit, sicudixit, Alleluia, ora pro nobis Deum, Alleluia. Very good. So, with regard to what's going on in the church right now, for the past five, six <clears throat> years or so, there's been a great struggle, um, and it's come particularly around Pope Francis. There's been many questions. You've been uh, characterized in the mainstream media as an enemy of the Pope. And I understand uh, that we know we've done many interviews with you where you say that's absolute nonsense. Mm. Yeah. Who is saying this? The stupid man does know nothing of the Catholic Church and Catholic theology. Nobody can be the enemy of the Pope because we believe that Jesus Christ himself instituted 
um, St. Peter and his successors, the bishops of Rome, to be the principle and the fundament of the unity of the Holy Church uh, in the truth revealed uh, by God. But this doesn't mean um, that we are um, only um, repetitors of uh, what is saying the Pope. We are as bishops also apostles and Jesus founded a communion of all the apostles who are all bishops are equal in their responsibility for the church with this uniqueness that the bishop of Rome is responsible for the unity of all bishops and all churches, diocese and diocese uh, in the revealed uh, truth. And I think uh, these people who are with these opinions are thinking in political categories, categories of power, but the church has nothing to do with political power. The church is there to give testimony, uh, testify the revealed truth, which is for um, the souls, for becoming um, a good Christian in the discipleship of Jesus Christ and to come to the complete union with God in love, which we say this is the heaven at the end. Mm -hmm. You, being one of the cardinals, one of the closest advisors to the Holy Father, um, have, have taken on a role where you've sometimes done mm -hmm. things to correct what you've seen as, as problematic. And it very much harkens in my mind to St. Paul, who engaged with St. Peter, mm -hmm. uh, even though everyone knew he was the first pope. Mm -hmm. um, he engaged him, as the scriptures say, nonetheless, to his face and in public. Um, that role is, some people say that that is completely unacceptable, that you would have done some corrections where you feel it was needed. But other people have seen that in, that you're doing this out of love and concern for the Holy Father, love for the faith. Mm -hmm. yeah, we have uh, big comments of St. Augustine and St. Thomas of Aquinas about the scene in Antioquia where um, St. Paul, as apostle, made a certain correction, not in the doctrine of the faith, but in the behavior, the consequences which we must draw uh, in, in the truth, that everybody is uh, um, saved by the baptism and the faith in Jesus Christ, and we need not to become first Christians, no? uh, shoes uh, in the theological sense, that everybody has a chance to become a Christian in the discipleship of Jesus Christ by the means of faith and uh, baptism. And therefore, um, this was why St. Paul uh, criticized in a certain uh, sense uh, St. Peter and St. Augustine and uh, uh, St. Thomas uh, makes uh, uh, Lobton, uh, uh, Lord, the, um, the humility of St. Peter to accept this uh, correction. And in no time we had the doctrine of the papacy, that uh, the Pope uh, is like uh, infallible 
uh, all, has always arrived as saying was in the big dictatorships, no, in the totalitarian systems, um, but uh, St. Peter is one among his brothers. No? And uh, that strengthens your brothers in your faith and therefore it is possible to um, give some good advices. No? Is that not public corrections, but uh, advices before is outcoming a document. No? He must be good, uh, elaborated, uh, and not by some of uh, not so good uh, advisors, not so good in theology, um, only with some slogans and some not uh, very um, uh, worked out uh, ideas. No? And therefore, uh, it's needed the congregation for the doctrine of the faith to give the advices before a publication of a an, of an document, of a an, of an magistery. Um, and I never uh, made public critics or private critics against the Pope. I can say in my own conscience, it would not be so easy uh, to find for the Pope, a person who is so loyal and also competent in theology as myself. Mm -hmm. With regard to the different confusions in the church right now, there's a number of them that are very prominent. I'm just going to mention a few, and if mm -hmm. you could give us a short answer from the heart of the church, the truth of the faith, on these different questions. So one of the things that came up, for instance, was the use of contraception in serious cases where there's perhaps Zika virus, possibility of Zika mm -hmm. virus transmission. Father Lombardi uh, interpreted the Pope to mean that contraception and the condom are permissible for married couples where the Zika virus is prevalent so that they might not contract it. Is that true? What, what's the teaching of the church on that? Yeah, the teaching of the church is a, is a natural conception and uh, the openness of all matrimonies for children and that is not possible to, to interfere in a, in a way which is not morally uh, acceptable. And we have the, uh, the Encyclica Humana Vita of a holy Pope Paul VI and we have also the underlining um, of these uh, doctrines um, um, in John Paul II in Splendor Veritatis uh, and therefore it's also needed to study these documents and not to come to the knowledge of the doctrine of the Church only uh, by the means of, of some uh, media uh, who are uh, very enemies uh, of the church? We are who are misinterpreting, um, misunderstanding the church uh, doctrine. But we have the revealed anthropology, and with these uh, consequences for all the moral dimensions of human uh, sexuality, mm. and this, that is uh, very uh, clear. And that clarity in Inhumani Vitae, calling contraception, as did um, the Holy Father John Paul II in Veritati Splendor, an intrinsic evil, the, is that an unchangeable teaching? In other words, 
could that ever change to allow for contraception? In this way, it cannot be allowed because he said it's intrinsically um, bad. And in other um, moments, we have also this uh, doctrine, but there are some so-called theologians uh, of morality who deny uh, this uh, reality. And I can't understand how is it possible for thinking a person to deny the possibility of of a thing what it's in itself wrong. Slave, slavery is in itself wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and all this uh, um, onus, onus of, of, of human beings is a contradiction in itself. God is our only owner, but we are not, nobody is slave. Um, but they justified, in the United States, for example, the southern states, they justified with some reasons the slavery and this, in, the, in the reality at the end is good for the mankind. But was it, it is it itself wrong and bad and grave sin to make another person in, an instrument of your uh, willings and of your interests and 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 so and and there is uh, is no possibility to allow an adultery. Adultery in all the cases is bad and a grave sin, or to kill another person. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And you cannot say, yeah, for some people is it good, for other people is bad. But and, and, and at the end we have a summary of the good and the bad and and. And, and when the, 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 the good results are more than the bad results, you can allow what is in itself wrong. But with wrong things, we can never good, uh, achieve good realities. Absolutely. One of the other issues that is very confusing today is the issue of communion for Protestants. Um, you know, there was, from mm. your brother bishops in Germany, there was a big push to, mm. to, to allow for this, and then it seemed like the Holy Father did allow for it. But mm. what is the true teaching of the Church on the matter of communion for Protestants? Well, the Holy Communion is not only a symbol for good friendships and so. We can be friends of much people of other faiths and religions and so, of a human basis, no? we, can, we have to have respect for them and we love them as uh, our uh, brothers and sisters in God, the Creator, no? not in Jesus Christ, is another dimension. Um, but uh, if you will receive the holy baptism, Jesus said, who believes can be baptized. No? That is a, the entrance for the kingdom of God and the church as a body of Christ. But if a Christian does deny some doctrines of the Catholic Church and is not in full communion with the, the, with the Catholic Church, why he can receive the Holy Communion, the sacramental communion, if you are not in ecclesial uh, communion? And um, mixed couples, they can pray together as Christians. They, they can collaborate in the education of their children, but it's not possible um, because of the distance or the difference in the faith to give the same expression of a different faith, of a different uh, profession of uh, the faith. And if 
Protestant want to receive the Holy Communion in the sacrament, but not in the church, because the sacrament of Eucharist is the fullest expression of the uh, ecclesial uh, communion. He can convert, he, if he believes in the real presence and the transubstantiation uh, and in the presence of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in the Holy Mass, what Luther denied, absolutely. Uh, said the sacrifice of the Holy Mass is absolutely against the sacrifice um, of the one unique sacrifice uh, of Jesus Christ on the cross. No? But if you believe the Catholic um, faith um, about all the seven sacraments, about the bishops and Pope as successors of the apostles and St. Peter, why, if you believe it, why you don't um, publicly confess your Catholic faith? But if you uh, will deny the basic doctrines of the Catholic Church, why you want to go to the Holy Communion? No. Absolutely. One of the other really confusing things in, is this a new thing which comes out actually in Gaudate et Exultate. It seems to be a reversal of the understanding of the importance of abortion uh, in terms of voting uh, to other issues like immigration. In Cardinal Ratzinger's letter, Worthiness to Receive Holy Communion, when uh, the U.S. bishops were talking about similar issues, he wrote very clearly that issues like the death penalty or uh, other issues were very different to abortion and euthanasia. Abortion and euthanasia were non-negotiable issues. Yet, in the latest exhortation, it seems that there's a reversal of that, um, that uh, you know, we're, we're told that grave bioethical issues like abortion uh, are, are not more important than immigration uh, when it comes to making political decisions. Um, what's your take on that? What's the take of the church? An embryo is a living human being, is a person created by God. If you kill it, that isn't, um, makes a penal death for this child. Uh, you are a killer. You have murdered a child, a child of God, a creature of God, and this is absolutely bad. This is a grave sin which excludes from the um, um, from the reign of God, no, kingdom of God. Um, the the death penalty is another question, another level. Um, is the state as a legal authority is able to or is allowed to um, have these penalties? What form of penalties for um, criminal acts? No? Um, and in this case, it's a traditional doctrine that in some cases it is allowed or morally allowed, but under the conditions we have now, uh, everybody is uh, with all the right uh, and reasons against the um, execution uh, of uh, death penalties because of so much um, murders 
in the socialistic, communistic states, totalitarian states, and also of so much errors, no? also in democratic states where unguilty persons had been um, sentenced to death. But the question is of the argumentation. No? This is not belonging to the revelation is not belonging to the depositum fidei, no? what penalties the state is um, exercising for um, his people. Um, this is belonging to the natural law. We say also the church has a certain responsibility for the natural law. Um, on this level, the Holy Father could speak, no? but in the argumentation, not make a, a mixture between revelation is belonging only the supernatural truth. And this is a truth of the natural law. And we cannot argue with the development of dogma. The, the secular penalties are not belonging to the revelation and this form of supernatural and revealed uh, truths. Mm -hmm. And therefore, um, I think I am convinced of this, what the Holy Father said, um, but it should be uh, better um, explained and uh, with a better theological argumentation. Mm -hmm. What would you say to the, uh, to the Catholic who argues that well, I, I want to vote for this pro-abortion politician because I really like his stance on immigration. Um, and this pro-life politician who wants to end all abortions, he wants to restrict immigration, and therefore I'm not going to vote for him. No, immigration is another question. It's a question of, of uh, political and, and social uh, argumentation. We are obliged to help people in all uh, their uh, needs, um, in the love up to the next and so. But uh, the question is uh, of these uh, worldwide dimensions of migrations and it's not possible to evacuate uh, all the Africa from young people who are, and therefore they fall more in, in a crisis no? and to receive millions and millions of, of, of Africans here in Europe uh, and uh, we will, at the end we will have disorder in Africa and also and here. No? That, that is a responsibility of the, of the politicians and the international cooperation to regulate all these problems. This is very different from the immediate help in uh, in a, in a case um, of, of, of um, absolute need no? in, in this uh, occasion. Uh, <clears throat> and therefore, um, I think it is very important for the Pope and for the whole the Church, not only the Pope as a single person, whole the Catholic Church, to underline the Ten Commandments. That is the basis of our moral. And then, um, to help uh, with, with moral arguments 
also uh, for in, the, in, in the politics, no? but the church is not here to resolve the problems of the politicians. But there is a certain autonomy also of political, um, of the politics, of the science and the justice and so. Um, and therefore, um, the Pope, uh, the uh, priest cannot do the work of a policeman or coming to um, the tribunals and say, I have my ideas. There is independence of uh, so the natural uh, existence and the natural laws uh, and conditions of our social life. The church is not a totalitarian system. No? There's a responsibility, it's a sacrament for the uh, unity, complete unity of God and a human being. But uh, we are existent in, in the earthly uh, dimensions and therefore um, we have the, the, the legitimate authority of the government, of the um, police and, from, and, and the, the, the justice and the parliaments. No? Uh, the Pope or Bishop cannot go to the Parliament. They have, they have no, no authority which is given uh, by democratic elections. No? Mm -hmm. But on the other side, uh, the politicians are not independent of the moral, of the ethics. No? And this uh, interference between um, political uh, ideas and concepts uh, and developments at this level, we have interference between ethic and moral and politics and other secular institutions. Mm -hmm. But we are not a theocratic system uh, as in some Muslim states. No? Mm -hmm. We have a separation between the um, spiritual power and the worldly power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your whole role in, in the church sort of underwent a, um, a huge disruption, partially because you were willing, uh, in, in charity, but willing to speak up to say that some of these, the directions that we're headed in aren't the proper ones according to your knowledge of the faith, um, but it cost you. Were you to be able to redo it again, would you not do that, or would you still do the same thing for the love of the church? All my life I worked for the church, beginning as, as a child, a young boy. And God led me to this uh, position, and I cannot be silent. Um, everybody has his charisma. No? Um, and I cannot say I um, see if one hand the power and the politics, church politics, uh, and now I must be silent and, and looking to all these uh, things and uh, developments who are going wrong. And we have our conscience uh, and nobody can say uh, the Pope or the, the bishops on, on the, his friends on his sides have uh, illumination directly by the, by the Holy Spirit. No? Mm -hmm. But the uh, Pope, Council, Synods, all are bound 
to the revelation in God, in Jesus Christ, in the Bible, and the apostolic tradition. And we have the uh, great theology, uh, St. Augustine, St. Thomas, and the modern theologians. And we are uh, the religion of the Logos. No? And we don't need a, a, only a blind obedience. No? That is that it's absolutely anti-Catholic. No? We, we don't say we have the leader. What the leader says is always right. Is tomorrow is coming another leader, and, and we follow him. This can, they can do it in the communist party, communist party, but well, not in the Catholic Church. No? God gave us our intellect, and we will work with it. <laughs> do you have anything else to say to the viewers at LifeSite News? And the last time was this question, are all religions are equal or willed by God, is the will of God? I think we must distinguish the color of our skin and uh, uh, to be male or female. This is given by our nature. It's morally outside of all uh, questions. But religion is a virtue, a moral virtue. No? You are obliged by God to, for the veneration of God, the acceptance, adoration of God, everybody is so. No? And we say in the Catholic doctrine, this concrete existing religions, in a plural sense, um, they are a preparation for the gospel, preparatio evangelii, but these is it, are not the revelation. No? They are, we have no contradictional revelation of God. God reveals himself in his word in Jesus Christ and is, to us is given only one name, the name of Jesus Christ and we believe in Jesus Christ. If we cannot accept other prophets on, on his uh, side, that is not Christian, this is not Catholic. Huh? And surely I understand what is meant, the, the, um, the message, we should live in a pluralistic society and no, nobody can be forced, um, urged, by the state, a non-religious authority to convert or to, to listen and then uh, the Clintons have this uh, religion or this ideology and everybody must follow uh, the gender ideology. No? That is, is absolutely uh, illegitimate uh, that the Pope, is, uh, the, the, the state is imposing an ideology or a religion. No? Not, also, not the, the Catholic religion must not be imposed by the state. We are absolutely against the, um, the interference of the, 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 the state uh, is describing what we have to think in this, this, this in the um, pensiero unico, this is uh, unified um, and, and mainstreaming and so all this. No? And therefore, everybody has as person the right to believe of what he is convinced. No? This is a natural uh, freedom of religion. But the other aspect is that we as Catholics are convinced that there is only one God, uh, 
and one Savior and one Holy Spirit. And if you are say to yourself, I am a Catholic, you are involved in this creed, respecting to the people who don't respect it, or do you know, accept your creed. No? But the other people must be so tolerant to accept our creed. No? And we say God will um, the salvation of everybody, but through Jesus Christ and in his church. And this is the way. No? We cannot abstract the will of God of salvation and deny at the same time um, the means he gave to us, which is a communion of the church and the seven sacraments. The means of transmission of the grace of God. Beautiful. Beautiful. Your Eminence, I want to thank you very much for appearing on the John Henry Weston Show. And uh, if I could ask you to impart your blessing mm -hmm. to all of us, that mm -hmm. would be awesome. Mm -hmm. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Coming to you from Rome, from the apartment of Cardinal Gerhard Müller, this has been the John Henry Weston Show. May God bless you all.